Welcome to Sin 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. Good morning, good morning, Sin 315 family. How are you? Hello, hello. Doing well. Matthew, I got to tell you something. Of all the guests that we've had on Sin 315, this guest today is going to be able to understand if I say backside air or oh, yeah. vert, or he's going to say things that I don't understand. <laughs> but we got Jake Kinney on the show, an action sports legend and man that loves Jesus. Thank hey, you. Jake. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, stoked to be on the show, and I do know those terms. You so, do. Yeah, yeah, those are in my vocabulary. And you know what's funny? We were talking before we started to record, and my skating background, which I'm not a skater, but I ran a skateboard park and fooled around with it. So back in the 70s, when those terms and those moves, skating were being invented, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a skateboard park called Skateboard Heaven in Spring Valley. And every weekend, if fire trucks would be there, code three, because somebody broke their wrist mm. or somebody did something. So I guess we should start off with the most important question. How many bones have you broken oh, doing the kind of stuff yeah, you yeah. do? So I always make a joke about this. I actually have not broken that many bones, but everyone, yeah, but every injury I've had with a broken bone happens to be like a catastrophic one. So oh. I've had a couple broken wrists and broken ankles. Those are, I don't want to say common, but like a collarbone. That's yeah. a common one you'll see in an action sport. Is this saying true? There's two kinds of mountain bikers, those who have broken their collarbone and those who are going to break yeah. their collarbone? Yeah, it's, okay. it's, um, it's not an if, but when. <laughs> okay, I get yeah. it. But some of my injuries, I shattered my hand one time. And I was actually still holding on to my grip of my bike. So imagine punching the ground with your hand on your grip. Mm. So I like all three of knuckles, my finger to my ring finger, all those bones broke, the metatarsals, my wrist. There's multiple breaks in that. That was uh, three different surgeries throughout the year. Um, actually, the, it, my hand made it onto a hand forum for doctors. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> famous, and, famous. Yeah. And w when it all happened, we went to the, the term they used at the doctors when I went in was pulverized, right? Oh my goodness. All this isn't good. And I'm like, I think I was like 17 at the time. And I'm just like, my, my hand's so disfigured because I couldn't move it. And they put this shot in there and try to move some bone around. And then they're like, hey, we're going to have to have an internal discussion. My hand went on a hand forum. And we got a call like two weeks later from a doctor and he was saying, hey, I can do it, but I got to put a prosthetic knuckle in. And we're like, oh, okay, let's think about this. And then another doctor calls, okay, I can do it. But if we take bone from your hip, we can make a knuckle. So my parents and I were like, that sounds a lot more promising. So we met with that guy and all in all, like literally came in at this, like a plastic surgery for bone. It was crazy. Yeah, it sounds crazy. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I can get your hand back to being able to hold onto a grip. That was a crazy process. Again, just tons of prayer actually going into like that injury. That's probably one of my biggest injuries. Praise the Lord. I haven't had a major head one. Sadly, I've been knocked out and I've had concussions, but nothing that's going to have any long-term results or anything. Yeah, that hand one was rough and three surgeries and that's as straight as my finger goes. So mm -hmm. I know some of you can't see, but if you see me later on, just ask. <laughs> you see that finger. Um, and I can't make a number three with my fingers. Okay, that's but good. hey, but we're back. That happened when I was 17. I'm 35 now. Yeah. I did re-break that hand though a year and a half ago. Oh, and gosh. that was the scariest moment because I just, I knew I broke that metatarsal again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, oh no, I don't have much life left back in this hand. What am I gonna do? And then I remember driving to the hospital and I called my wife and I was like, hey, I broke my hand. It's the messed up one already. Me in the hospital and I just was like crying and praying. I'm like, dude, this hand, it couldn't have been any other bone on my body. Right. And uh, again, the Lord provided healing, but I spiral fractured it that time. So that's when it breaks and then wraps around itself. And it's just like, oh no. You know, you know you're doing something that's a little bit radical when you're choosing which bones you would like to break yeah. and all that. And I don't want to scare everybody who's Correct. listening right now, right? Yeah. Because parents are going, you're never going to do that, Charlie. Yeah. Get off that bike. But God has really used this action sports mm -hmm. platform. Yeah. Oh my goodness, uh, yes. And in yeah. a way to spread the kingdom. And I really, truly want to talk yeah. about that and, and dive deep into that. Great. And you know, the touch base real quick on the injury side too. As a, I'm a parent, I have two, I have a six-year-old who or five-year-old is turning six next week in uh, 18 month. One thing my dad did with us growing up, because he knew, he's been through that era of the code threes, right? Learning how to progression, right? Setting the stage. When we surfed, he took us to breaks that he knew, like we, we would go to blacks when we were young. Even though he knew we weren't gonna go all the way out, we had to learn how the water and the current worked. Riding bikes, there were certain jumps that were considered practice jumps, and we would learn how to fall, like learn mm -hmm. how to get rid of our bike. My dad actually taught us how to prepare for a crash. Hmm. And, and I'll tell you, the reason why I can sit here and say, yeah, I've had some bad injuries, but not a lot and not give you like a really a bone count number. I honestly feel is because the way we learned how to be prepared for yeah. sure. a crash, because yeah. it's bound to happen. I hope fathers are listening to this yeah. because this is in the physical and it's absolutely true, but mm -hmm. fathers need to be teaching their sons and daughters about crashes in life yes. and yeah. how to prepare for it because it's life. Yep. So when Jesus says, you're going to have trouble, mm -hmm. okay, we know yeah. it's not an if, it's a when, yeah. so what do we do about it? So that's mm -hmm. that, there's a spiritual application yeah. of this that's really important Amen. for yeah. And that's what I'm working on as a father in the, yeah, in the personal life. I can talk sports all day, but uh, with our oldest, I'm a first-time father with him, right? Yeah. 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 So I'm learning how to have a discussion on the crashes of life as he gets older and right. they learn their temper and what's comfortable and not, so. What's really cool is, number one, we have a playbook. Mm -hmm. The Bible teaches us how to grow up a child in the way that they should go. And at Foothills, we hang out at Foothills together, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the parenting classes, mm -hmm. and parenting from infant, dedicating the babies, yeah. all the way up to parenting adult children. Pastor Dave, who's coming on the show, he's teaching a class with his wife, Mary, and it's on parenting the adult child, because that's a unique thing. Yeah. You're a different kind of parent when you get to that point in your life. So it's important that we know this stuff and yeah. we prepare them. You grew up in a Christian family, right? I did. Yeah, I did. So I grew up in a Christian family in Pacific Beach, so local. So there are Christians in PB. There are. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> right. That's right. And uh, there's a phase where an era where some PB locals moved to Claremont. It was not considered beach community anymore, but it's just up the street. And so we grew up in PB and then Claremont. But yeah, my dad owned a surf shop down there for 35 years right there on Garnett. We've been part of the surf, skate, bike, action, sports culture since I can remember. And since I can remember, we were going to church. Hmm. It was in our routine, our daily. Like I knew that that's what we did. I knew the word God. I knew Jesus or knew of Jesus. I just knew that this was part of the Kinney family. Gotcha. And as I got older is how I learned how my parents brought both together from the action sports side, owning a, a, a surf shop, not a Christian surf shop, but a Christian owned right, surf shop sure. and just life in general as a Christian in Pacific Beach. 
And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on, because so much of your life translates over to everybody who's listening. We were talking before and talking about how this is a very large family, this body of Christ. We're everywhere, and wherever we're planted, we can cultivate. So there's two verses that, as I was praying about, okay, Lord, what do you want to bring to this conversation that I have with Jake? And one of them is in 2 Timothy for God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. And there's a time in your life where a light switch went off and where you might have been living a Christian life, but it wasn't as bold as after that point. And I want you to talk about it. But the other point that we're talking about right now is in Second Timothy, and it says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you, through the laying on of hands, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. He's given you a yes. gift, this whole action sports gift, right? So you have fanned that flame. And so that that light is there where you're working with kids and you're sharing your faith as a professional athlete and, and just Jesus permeates everything you're doing. How did that switch f turn um, on? You know what? That switch turned on in a step of boldness, like we talked about, and I'll jump into, and a good Christian brother calling me out in the form of not having Jesus to the center in my time, like of where I was at at that time in my pro career, which I was like 23. I turned pro when I was 18. Okay. Um, just to let, give you a quick background up to 18, like I mentioned, I grew up in a Christian family and we grew up doing action sports. That was it. Like I played one year of baseball and I, we tried soccer, you know, like it was good. It's good to learn how to play with other kids, but surfing, skating, biking, motocross, it's individual, but it's the team is actually your family, which is pretty sweet. Everything we did, we did it as a family. But like I would go to church and I never like questioned God or faith or anything that came along with that church. I just knew that that's what we did on Sundays and youth group on Wednesdays. But I loved the kids that we hung out with. I felt like I was surrounded by great people, good people, but it never altered. Like we were still able to go to the skate park and we know there's a lot that goes on at skate parks. We were still able to go surf. We hung out with friends who weren't Christians. And I got to see really interactions of how my dad um, interacted then with uh other people who weren't Christian. So that was my first interaction of seeing that. Yeah. Because as we're following footsteps and noticing things, we're not thinking about the future. I'm sitting here today in this chair, really looking back and being like, man, my life has been amazing. I've gotten to do a lot, but I'm so encouraged, Lord willing, day to day now to continue this out because of everything that had been happened and built up in the last 35 years to lead me to where I'm at today. And I could have said that in monumental moments along the way, mm -hmm. but really what I'm getting to do today through action sports and evangelism and sharing the gospel to people all over the world now, it's amazing. And uh, as I was growing up, I was battling, like any young kid, identity. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. if I was around Christian friends or youth group, there's a lot of easy talk because you're just around those like-minded. And if you're around sports-specific people, for me, my identity has always wanted to be the best or always wanted to be sponsored. I wanted to look like other guys that were and something. And I would do that. I would put stickers on my surfboard and buy, make it look like I was sponsored by these brands before I even was. And to be honest, the first sponsor I ever really had, I was excited. But that joy of getting to like be a sponsored athlete, I don't think was as joyful because I had faked the mm -hmm. look before. 
So like when you say I have a blank helmet or you had stickers on your surfboard of looks like a brand that you ride for, people would assume that. And that's what I want is all assumption. I wanted my identity to look like I was that good. Yeah. And the opportunity of actually getting to get sponsored came and I was excited and it was fun, but it did not shift anything. Like it didn't change anything because I had falsified it. Yeah. Prior kind of faked it for, uh, yeah. for so long. So, so in that form, if you're looking back at like growing up as a young Christian, um, I got baptized when I was eight and I like would go through youth group and, and I had questions and I knew right and wrong. I'd felt conviction at times. And, but like, again, I felt like I faked it a little bit. I wouldn't talk about Jesus as much in front of like other friends. I wouldn't, praise the Lord, never got myself into a situation where I had to decide or be as bold when I was younger. That came later. But at the same time, it's who I was with is what set the mood compared to like leaving Jesus to the center and trusting in him in every situation. Yeah. It's almost like living a Christian life where, yeah, I'm a Christian, what's the big deal? Mm -hmm. To being, yeah, I'm a Christian and it's a really big deal. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's it, And I'd love to share it with you. There's a real switch in attitude there. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about um, apostle means special messenger. And there's another meaning of apostle where there's like the apostles. But this is sent 315. We're talking about your sent. And it's kind of like you're the special messenger to where God has sent you and where God has placed you. And it's a responsibility to do that. I was looking up a verse and I stumbled across this and I was blown away. And I didn't know I have all this Bible with him. I'm so glad we do. I looked up, I don't know how I got there, but it was Luke 10 too. And Jesus was saying to them, the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest, into his harvest. I was going, you know what, Lord, there's billions of Christians. They're few? No, there are a few laborers. Yeah. And when yeah. I dug into this word, check this out, Matthew. When I dug into this word in one of the uh, commentaries, one of the Bible dictionaries, it uses the word laborer. It says, perpetrator. Hmm. And so I started going, perpetrator, what a cool word. What's, let me dig into that. Now, there's also a dark side of perpetrator. It's the one that did the crime and mm -hmm. everything. But that's not it. The perpetrator, so many synonyms are the ones that bring something off. They commit, they execute, they follow through, they fulfill, they perform. Wow, really? They pull off a move. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how I've seen your life as I've mm. been taking a look at it and as you're sitting in front of me. You're a perpetrator. Yes, he is. You're on the inside where God has sent you, and you are accomplishing the purposes of God. You've led people to the Lord through Woodward or through uh, yeah. Ride. Yeah, Woodward. Ride Nature now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So talk yeah. about that. How do you ignite and mobilize and perpetrate yeah. rather than just be a Christian who does this? Yeah. So like we mentioned, growing up in action sports, it was always surf, skate, bike wanted to be a pro at one of those things. That was a goal, that was the goal. Growing up, you get through your high school years and we actually started riding mountain bikes more and that kind of took off. And by the summer after my senior year, I raced at the time it was called semi-pro and I had a perfect season. So qualified first, won every race. It was crazy, it was super, that super awesome. That sounds like yeah. fun, yeah. yeah, right? It was wow. really fun, it was an awesome opportunity. Now guys can turn pro between 16 and 18 and I still finished my junior year. So I was 18 at that time. Went to Mesa for just short of a semester. 
did well in school, but my parents didn't know where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do, but hey, went to Mesa. It's great, get the general ed done and knock it out. Well, I only made it about, uh, like I said, just short of a semester because I felt I want to try to see what we can do with uh, being a pro. Like, what is it to be a pro? Yeah. So went on, did that and told my parents, they said, hey, go for it. We support you, but you also got to work. You have this other stuff that you have to do and you have to show us that you want it. So seeing like what you're saying, like putting forth all of what you just said into our sport and being all in, I dove so deep into that. And I was continuing to grow in my walk at the time still and just praying for uh, during the hard times, but not giving thanks Mm. in the answered prayers. I would pray when you're getting sponsors or networking and then you get one, land one, meet someone and and you're stoked, you share about it. But I sadly can't remember moments where I stopped and just gave thanks. Mm. And I love that now I can remember that um, because that's a key thing that I get to share with kids and adults now. Yeah, because you can get caught up in the thing, especially when it's glamorous and people are, kids are idolizing you, right? And all of that. So if they ask you questions and you use that opportunity to say, you know, about your faith, and it doesn't have to be Bible banging all the time, but to let them know you can do this and be a Christian. I mean, you did that at Future Quest, right? Yeah, yeah, you got to do it at Future Quest. I got to put on demos at Future Quest. I got to just speak at Future Quest. And yeah, and like you said, I had a hard time memorizing Bible verses. That's where I know you from. Hey. That's where I know you from. Um, I had a hard time memorizing Bible verses. And I always thought, oh, that's not good enough because I like, can't remember these, but it's not that. Can you share the gospel? Yeah. You need to bring someone salvation. Can you speak truth? And if you believe that and you believe the Bible, then yes, you can. And you're going to learn and be taught ways on how you're shaped and how like God's created you to share that in your lane. And like I mentioned, 18 and 19, I turned pro. I have a really fun opportunity. I turned pro. So 19 to 24, um, racing year round, working part-time at a bike shop. Because let's say here, professional and action sports, and we all know the Tony Hawks and we know the guys who have started it, but there's action sports goes up and down. You can be a pro. And yeah, I still had to have a part-time job. I was able to cover living in San Diego and do stuff at the end of the day, which is amazing, but it is tough to like- Yeah, it wasn't all glamorous. It's not all glamorous. It's just, I always say it's a category that you race. Yeah. Or it's a category that you enter, but you do get a lot of great things out of it, like sponsors, exposure, opportunities, like where have led us to where we're at today. Sure, and it transfers over once again to regular folks who run away Mm -hmm. from skateboards and don't have a list of broken bones and all of Mm -hmm. that, but God has planted them somewhere. And what I really- love that I see that some of the stuff that you're into right now is that you and some others, some people that you're with have allowed God to breathe on. It's kind of like you say, okay, Lord, I'm doing this. What do you want? Where, where are you leading me? And like ride nature and skate church? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. What's that all about? Yeah. How's God led you to that? And what are you doing with so that? So God led me to that, that through my pro career, I had opportunities to just make a name for myself share my faith along the way, which I did an okay job at until I had met, there's a fellow named Jock. He used to go to Foothills and they moved out of the state a while back, Jock Van Wink. Um, yeah, John, you said he had an impact on your yeah, life for impact. sure, Yeah, right? So we were riding out here in El Cajon. I was sharing with him an update. He always wanted to know how things were going. And he said, hey, that's great, but where's Jesus in all this? Mm-hmm. In that moment, that spark, and I was so concerned about emails, brand sponsors. So Jock really brought that to me the following year i was at a race coming home and there was an opportunity to speak boldness and some guys we were just coming home from a race there's five of us in the car and uh they wanted to stop at a strip club and have dinner and i was just like battling like i knew i'm not gonna go 
I was nervous to be bold in my faith and say why I didn't want to go. I was vegan at the time, so I had thought like, okay, maybe I'll just tell them like, oh, I can't eat anything there. But you know what? I felt the Lord truly speaking to me, and that's when it all changed, I felt. So I spoke and I said, hey, I'm not going in there. I shared with them why. They all said, okay. It's not like they had a long-winded answer. They're just like, okay, like they're still going. I didn't stop them. Yeah, from there's going. all sorts of fear that can go in your mind. Correct. Oh, if I, yeah. I can, I can see it this way, so I won't yeah. get rejected and get all. And I wanted and to like still be friends, and there are other pros, and I didn't want to be judged. I'm battling this, but yeah. I just felt the presence of God say to just be bold. Right and bold is like something that's just I, I continue to do my best to be bold and and always need to do a better job too, but. In that moment, they parked. I went to a Wendy's across the street. Like I said, I was vegan at the time, so I don't know what I was going to order from yeah, Wendy's, Wendy's. But I was going <laughs> to where's the beef go, salad? Yeah, I was going to go for it. You where's know? the tofu? Yeah, and uh, I get a call. They're like, "Hey, they're not letting us in," which is crazy because they're all of age and they have money. It seems like a perfect recipe, right? So we got back in the car, and a couple of the guys asked, "So, what do you mean by like your religion?" Is you know to put it like explain about faith, the gospel. Jesus. And then as we're driving and then we run out of gas and uh, the gas, the this guy sounds that brings like us, when I was 18 yeah, 20, the guy that brings us gas, brings us regular gas and the truck was diesel. And we had mentioned that. So that spent more time. So while we're stranded on the side of the road, trying to get home, um, we got to share more. And that was my first opportunity to really share the gospel. Now, I went all over the place with it. I hope I made sense, but that's where I knew I needed to reconnect my yeah. my faith. Yeah. I need to reconnect with God and align what am I sharing? Like I mentioned, I believe it. I trusted it, trusted God in it, in the Bible. But I was like, what am I sharing? And that's when more research came involved yeah. and mentorship. And after that, I got a job working for Woodward, which is the largest action sports camp in the world. Uh, I mean, every kid's dream probably would. If a parent right now, you've probably heard your kid talk about wanting to go to Woodward. I went to Woodward on a prayer. I literally was like trying to figure out what's next in my career because one of the events I did was not an international event anymore, which means nationally they weren't going to do it as much. I was getting more into freestyle, so doing tricks and jumps, and Woodward was a place to train. And uh, I was going to Woodward one weekend. I was praying. I was like, Lord, if you want me to do something with Woodward and kids, I always felt like I had a, a heart for kids as a young adult, but I didn't know how, why. Yeah. I didn't really coach anyone. I just always got along with younger kids. So that weekend, I actually got a general manager came up to us, said, hey, we see you guys are here on mountain bikes. We wanna start a mountain bike program. I'm like, no way. <laughs> so we come back and over a six month process, that was my first job, real job application that I put in at uh, 24, <laughs> which is pretty cool to yeah. say, you know. Um, filled out a resume and all my resume really was like the part-time work I did at a bike shop in my riding career. But I was like, I can do this and had some industry sponsors that actually helped, which was great. Like I had a contact from Oakley that gave a really awesome resume right review. So it was really cool to see the industry stand behind me and yeah. the Lord provide an opportunity and I got the job. Well, it's good too that you checked your heart on it and asked the Lord, mm. hey, is this what you want me to do? Yeah. Rather than, no, dude, I'm, I don't need to pray and just skip that spot. Yeah. One thing to take it back to, part of this preparation, because so much of this was preparation, mm -hmm. um, being surrounded by or being connected to like-minded men mm -hmm. who could challenge you and hold you accountable, check in with you, I think that's a key element for guys. We can't go Lone Ranger. We're going to end up a place mm -hmm. we probably 
don't want to be. And the thing when you're talking about sharing your faith because the guy didn't bring diesel, that's so Jesus, that's so cool because <laughs> yeah. you had that long period of time. It talks about confessing. And confessing is just saying, this is what I know. And you don't have to be a Bible scholar or a theologian to do that. You're real and you're talking to guys really from the heart and they can accept that. And Woodward put you into a place for a while, right? You were there for a while. 13 years. 13 so, and, years. And in that time, I was working with kids. I was operating a program. I was learning management because I was learning a lot of life. And then at the same time, I had an open platform to share who I am as a believer who Jesus is to me. And that's cool because that's not a Christian not organization, a Christian, right? Not at all. But and they, they gave you the freedom, the Lord us, yeah. put you in a place where you could yeah. share him. I mean, the music, I uh, I would run the music of all of camp and I would put like early Lecrae or like, you know, like every, like super tones, you <laughs> know. Um, and then anything that I knew, I always grew up around Christian music. Dogwood was a big one. Yeah. I'd play these songs throughout Woodward and people like, oh, this is awesome. Even just after I left a year ago, Somebody reached out and said, hey, we want to get your recent playlist. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm down. Even though some of them knew that it was Christian music or some yeah. had no clue, but there was just ways that I've learned in a secular job how I can impact and share the good news. And you can work with other believers. Right, like so, you were there, like uh, POD is a local, was a local yep. band, right? Yep. And POD, that is an action sports sound and energy everything. and everything. Yeah. And you're using their gifting where you're at to accomplish his purposes. So at Woodward my first year, I actually met my best friend, mentor brother, his name's Dustin Oram. And he actually came with his youth group and they saved up money to come as a youth group. I'm like, wait, you're a youth pastor? Wow, so you brought good. your youth group to Woodward? It, it, it was new to me, that opportunity to go beyond the box instead of going to just a, like the summer camp with the church, like, hey, we're also gonna take kids to Woodward, yeah. but guided by a good counselor. Yeah. And I learned more about him and what he does. And he's actually doing chaplain work for the action sports world and was getting into <laughs> so it. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's a big family. We big are everywhere. Family. The following <laughs> year, I needed to hire another live-in person and we needed a bike rider. And uh, I called him and I said, hey, I really liked meeting you during summer. Would you like a full-time job? And he'd be living here with me because we actually like operated a school there too, it was a boarding school. And I, I needed another counselor. And he moved, he, I was like, it would have been in a week. And he's like, I could be there Tuesday. This is the type <laughs> of guy. It sounded wow. like when you found out yeah. that you could work there. I was like, yeah. wow. okay. So when he moved, we lived together. And that's when I learned what action sports ministry really yeah. looked like. And uh, I knew growing up there was Christian surfers and Christian skaters, but I just knew that they were Christian surfers or Christian skaters. I didn't really know much about the evangelism side and the outreach and organizations. Like I said, my dad was a Christian who owned a surf shop. Right, right. You know? So Dustin really opened my eyes to like this platform we have of Woodward. And together we did it, and he actually just stopped it as well. So 12 years, him and I got to come alongside together at Woodward. Wow share the word through we threw like diy bible studies in the coffee shop at 6 a.m and it was awesome i really like got to spend a lot of good time growing in my walk sure. during that time and that built me up for where we're at now with ride nature a couple of key points from when i've grown up is i always wanted to be involved with action sports i wanted to do outreach i even said like jokingly but you got to be careful when you joke because when you <laughs> joke the lord's going to be like dude like is this on your heart pray about it because i'm going to call you out in it a couple of things that I had said was like, oh, it'd be so cool to do full-time ministry or action sports outreach. You know, I'd say it at times because I'd see Dustin and other people do it. 
and here I am. Yeah, and you he know, prepared getting, you prepared all the way. me for it. Yeah, it wouldn't have been any better any year before the Lord prepared that, and I'm sitting here getting to do full-time ministry in, through Action Sports. And Ride Nature, I read their mission statement, and it says, we are dedicated to giving generously, mm-hmm. proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, and making disciples through action sports, outreach, evangelism, and discipleship. That's exactly what God placed on your Amen. heart and equipped you to do. Yeah. So what do you do now with Ride Nature? So Ride Nature, I am the executive director of Ride Nature California. So Ride Nature started in Florida, They've been an organization for 13 years, but they had started before that. The fellow Mark Cook founded it. He was doing outreach before then, but started the Ride Nature organization 13 years ago, based out of Fort Myers, Florida. He was just going to skate parks and hanging with the kids and just talking to them about Jesus and pretty much said like, hey, if I bring pizza next week, you guys wanna, would you be willing to like listen more and chat about Jesus? And a couple of the kids said, yeah, so he did that. And that sparked, and he would just do that weekly at the park. And then they were going down to Nicaragua and bringing surfboards and bringing things from the States and meeting people down there, putting on little surf events, putting on skate events, and just continuing to love, give generously, and and share the good news throughout their whole time there. And that has expanded to the point where 13 years down the road now, their global headquarters are in Fort Myers, Florida, where they have local outreach there that they're at skate parks three or four days a week. And we do a discipleship program. So young adults come and stay with us for a three, six or nine month discipleship program. And we train them in action sports evangelism and mm-hmm. how to share the gospel in the world and, and to the ends. And then we have a headquarters in Nicaragua and that serves South America there. And we just launched Ride Nature California. And that is something that's so been on natural. Mark's heart for a while. So good. California, depending on who you're talking to, it's a wild area. It's the wild west out here, right? But you know what? It needs Jesus. It needs more Jesus people. And it needs boldness. Yeah. And Laborers, we, perpetrators. Yeah, correct. And we were living in Utah at the time. And we lived in Utah for 15 months. We moved out there for Woodward to pursue a new avenue with Woodward building Woodward Park City. When I stopped working for Woodward, we were just praying into what's next. And that's when I got in touch with Mark and I loved everything Ride Nature's doing. I'd known about Ride Nature for a long time. And I was just saying, hey man, I just feel called back to California. I'm not sure why or what's going on. And I listened to a podcast that he did and we just aligned. So we talked and in a six month process, it went from a conversation to Mm -hmm. launching Ride Nature California. Our offices are based in Oceanside. So we're right there in North County but we're serving all of San Diego County. We're serving California, even into Mexico. Like in, in a week I go down to Mexico to pre-plan a couple mission trips that we're gonna be doing in Mexico and building connections with more people down there wow. in the surf and skate scenes. Through Ride Nature, we are in 13 different countries, connections all over, but a big thing for Ride Nature and what we love doing is following up. So if we go to a country and we bring skateboards, so Morocco, we brought skateboards, then they've the following year we've done fundraising where we've been able to like fundraise for a concrete pad that they can use to use those skateboards. There's opportunities where we're growing in those countries year over year. Now locally, the local impact, we're really a bridge too between the skate park and the local church. Yeah, right mm-hmm. on. Smart. And we 
we're not the church at the skate park. We do skate church and we have a skate church movement book here, which is a 52 week skateboard focused devotional. So that's good. in English, Portuguese, I mean, and Spanish. Of course it is. So yeah. Rad. Yeah. I'm gonna serve Jesus. Oh, I'm gonna take skateboards to Morocco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But that is exactly what he wants you when to do. When we were crossing the Nicaraguan border a couple months ago, duffel bags full of skateboard gears broken down. They're looking at us like skateboard bearings. They're like what are these? They're like, yeah. like they're skateboard bearings. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, what are these people doing? You know, we'll come across with like surfboards. Like we said, giving generously. Like here in the States, we're so blessed with opportunities and in the industry out here and just wanting to share everything we have to other people who through that sport, we get to share with them about Jesus at the end of the day. We can give yeah. them a surfboard. Oh, we can teach them to surf. But, but we're also going to teach them about Jesus and life and follow up. Amen. Yeah, That's that our big thing. We're following so, up. So, so our local outreach, like we were saying with Skate Church, if you go onto our website, you'll start to see what parks we're at, what days. Yeah. And it's hard getting into those parks. Sometimes the parks are easy and you can wrap out with the kids and bring pizza the next day. And sometimes, hey, it's tough. It's a battlefield. Yeah, it is. You could get pushed out or they, hey, we don't want the Jesus stuff here. Like, okay, you say that, but I'm coming back. But we do it... Um, generously you know kindly bringing pizza it's simple it's kind of universal it's, it's, you know what even like after we do our outreach and we share like you know 15 20 minutes and we go back in the park and eat and we'll still throw whatever pizza's left we still hook up people in the park it's not like you you had to come to this for pizza but if you could take 15 minute 20 minute break yeah. and let us share with you about jesus and the idea is we do it weekly so every thursday we're at a specific so it's park. consistent consistent yep um Sounds like a youth venture on wheels. Youth yeah. venture on wheels. Yeah. So it's consistent. And then the idea is as we're sharing with them and we're encouraging them and mentoring these young adults, kids, older adults, anyone that's at the skate parks, we're getting connected with local churches. So even like what we were praying about doing here in the El Cajon area and coming alongside youth venture and others to saying, Hey, you guys skate here at the lakeside park. Great. There's an awesome church, Foothills. Check it out. They meet at youth venture. You don't, you, oh, I can't get there. Hey, we can find you a ride. And we have buses exactly. going Foothills everywhere, has buses, right? Right? Um, right nature, if there's kids that like are interested in going to church in Oceanside, like, oh, but I can't get there. We'll pick you up. Yeah. Get them plugged into youth group because now we're going to go back to that full circle where I said, like, hey, when I was in youth group, I love the kids I hung out with. I just knew they were a good group of kids. And some of them skated and some didn't. But if we can bring that back to the skate park, yeah, then those kids are at the park are seeing that there's the bigger body out there that they're being loved on. So that's what we can do with our skate church movement. No, it's so cool. Yeah. Three things I gotta do. One of them is I wanna encourage people to go on YouTube and watch a short video that's called To The Ends. That was inspirational for me. And it's something that I could support and encourage. I'm not gonna, if I gave somebody a surfboard, they'd go, oh, you never used this, did you? Because I don't do that. But we're co-laborers. We're working together to accomplish the same purpose, to give what God has given us to the world to be a bridge to Jesus, right? That's the deal. I'm looking in the eyes of a co-laborer, and that's what I want the people that are listening to this. Listen to how God breathes imagination and creativity into where you're at and what you're doing so that you can be a perpetrator too. Yeah. You can go be Jesus even when the people don't want it. But if you do it with kindness, if you do it with generosity, that makes it irresistible, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want you to, to tell people really clearly, how do they connect with you? Mm -hmm. How do they find out more about yeah. this stuff? Because I'm telling you, people are listening 
all over. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. So if you just went to rynature.org, they're on right there on the homepage. It's the mission statement that you read and we live by. And there's also a tab that says about Rye Nature as in general. And then there's California, Nicaragua, Florida. So those of you locally listening, click the California tab, learn about Rye Nature, California. There's ways to support. There's ways to see what we're doing. As a ministry and an organization, we're always looking for everything from like product donations that we're, we're taking places with us. Um, you know, we're always doing fundraising efforts. Uh, because it takes a lot, you know, to get this going, but the Lord will always pr provide Absolutely. and getting to have people come alongside us. That's the best part. Yeah. Someone may not be into skateboarding, but love what we're doing. They get to be part of it. We have the Pursuit Collective magazine that we put out quarterly. We have the Skate Church 52 week devotional that we'll be able to send you. Like, and that's all through Ride Nature? It's all through Ride Nature. Okay. They can have vision, reach out. We had a team last week in India and a month before that, we had a team, this is literally two days after the hurricane that was in Fort Myers, still left and went to Egypt. And we had a team in Egypt doing demos, doing outreach, getting to do an event in Egypt. We have Japan, Mexico, Israel, Costa Rica, all on our platform for 2023 with our mission trips. The other one is, yeah, when they go on ridenature.org, what we really want to encourage young adults in is the discipleship program. Like I mentioned, they are with us daily. It's an internship program where in our office, we have a director of discipleship. His name is Julio. He's the one leading out the California one. We walk through the skate church movement. We walk through curriculum. We walk through the Bible. We talk about evangelism. We share, and then we go out and do. Right on. So daily we're in the word and daily we're out in the streets. I so, love it. And that's a great opportunity because we've had young adults graduate from that or finish their internship and some stay on staff. Some have been called to go serve another organization, but using action sports as their tool. And then prayerfully, some way go, like someone made from Kansas City would like, I want to go to California and do this and then go back to their town in Kansas City that has maybe only one skate park. And there they are. And go do it. And do it. Yeah. We're here, you know, we have hundreds of skate parks and we want to see someone planted at every skate park in California. That's our prayer. Is somebody coming through Ride Nature, being planted, connecting with the foothills and say youth venture and someone is just loving on these kids. Say, okay, we want we want to help plant you at a park. But that person from Kansas City who may only have one park in that town. Yeah, go get like, it. Like go get it, yeah. but come here. Yeah. yeah, so the discipleship program's huge and all the information is right there on ridenature.org. Well, you know, um, we're gonna end in prayer, but I gotta tell you, when I first met you, my favorite thing about you was that you brought Abigail back at Foothills and I had yeah. missed her, that's your wife. That and, is my wife, yeah. And she is an incredible person, mm -hmm. I love her. Amazing. <clears throat> but you're doing a lot more than just bringing <laughs> Abby back, okay, okay, so that's good. But two things I want, I wanna know how the people who hear this podcast can be praying for you mm. specifically. So right now, um, how can people, I know they can support you a lot of different yeah. ways and I want them to do that, but how yeah. can they be in prayer for you? For our family in this new season of a new opportunity with leading out Ride Nature California, shifting from a day-to-day -day job to full-time ministry and keeping my family first in the ministry, okay. being there for them. It's very easy, I've already seen very quickly, to fill your days up, to set up tons of meetings, to overbook. Yeah, yeah, And I just wouldn't want to continue to have my family as a priority and for them to see the tools that we're using to make more like Jesus look good 
through our family, but have him be centered in that. And just growth is our family. So just continue to pray for growth. I mean, that means Abby, more babies. Abby were to answer this right now, <laughs> she would have a, she would have a yes answer. Just just getting back into the community of San Diego and just continue to yeah pray for our family in this new season because gotcha. we moved back to San Diego at the end of July. Mm. We were only gone for fifteen months. It felt like a very quick time, yeah. but that's fifteen months, right? Yeah. We got our office space in October. We're pretty fresh into this, mm. but we're moving. Yeah, you know, and it's not easy. No, it's an adventure. It's an adventure. Yes. Okay, would you pray, Jake, for the people that are listening to this, yeah. how God can breathe into <clears throat> their life mm -hmm. and their flavor and their gifting and their calling like he has in yours? Yeah. All yeah. right, let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we just, we lift you up. Lord, we just are so thankful for you and listening to you. Lord, in the times that we've pushed your voice, your word aside and done on our own, or that we just seek forgiveness in that, but we want to hear your voice stronger. Lord, we pray for the listeners right now. Lord, I pray that if there's parents listening and they see a passion in their son or daughter, Lord, that you can encourage them to use that as a tool to glorify you, Lord. And if you, Lord, we just pray for the action sports community just across the nations, Lord. And we pray for the action sports community here and locally in El Cajon, Santee, Lakeside, Lord, that we know that there's a lot of hearts to be softened, Lord. There's a lot of opportunity for you to become more known here, Lord. And we just continue to pray for those parents that may hesitate to take their kids to the park because of the culture, that, Lord, that you allow them to be a light at the park, Lord. We just pray for safety over over the community, over the kids, Lord. And we just thank you for the gifts that you've given us all individually as each one of us, Lord. And you have planted a gift in us to use, Lord. And we just continue to pray for salvation for the ones that have not accepted you, Lord, that when they do, they find that gift that you've given them and they run with it and they glorify it to the ends, Lord. And they just completely um, fall in love with you and continue to make you look good and be proud to have you as our heavenly father, Lord. And we just thank you for community and the body of Christ that you've allowed us to all have together through dying for our sins, Lord, and coming with the resurrection to just show that you are truthful, Lord, and we can trust you. Yes. And just remember that you are sent as a perpetrator. Mm -hmm.